What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Ryan Coleman, better known as Ryko Fit, here with... Evangeline DeAndre Lees. And we are... Unapologetically, Unapologetically Mindful. Our mission here with Unapologetically Mindful is to change the conditioning in society that makes it abnormal to express emotion, be vulnerable, and overall change the stigma behind how the masculine and feminine energy is thought of in society, all while being able to impact the lives of millions by assisting you guys become more aware with your states of mind, body, and spirit. What's up, y'all? Today, we have a very special guest. She is a powerful healer. She is an author. And better yet, she is a mother. We just met her just recently. And even though it's only been a couple months, it seems like we've been knowing each other for a lifetime. And it's just one of those soul connections that's just so natural. But introducing Lavia Graham. Thank you all for having me. I appreciate you, Ryan and Evangeline. You're both amazing. I'm excited to share with you all today. So let us know a little bit about yourself. What do you got for the audience? Well, like as you said, um, I'm a mother to twins. My sons are two and a half now. So a lot of my time is really being given to my sons and being a good mother. Before I became a mother, I started a holistic business called The Wealth of Health, LLC. And my business inspires others to take care of their mind, body, and spirit. Um, my business was birthed from my own healing journey. I healed myself from anxiety naturally by tapping in with the mind, body, and spirit and really listening to what my mind, body, and spirit was telling me to, you know, release that lower state of consciousness that I was, you know, struggling with, with the anxiety. And so then after that, I branched out and got into meditation and Reiki healing, um, also, I'm a doula now. I'll be a doula for a year in May. So um, becoming a doula really came to pass after becoming a mom myself and realizing like the role of motherhood and how important it is and like the knowledge that is needed for mothers is like there's so much to learn. So I really wanted to help other mothers during their journey. And then my book, The Holistic Mom, is another way I you know contribute and give back to the motherhood community. And the holistic mom just shares my personal journey, how I took care of myself, mind, body, and spirit through pregnancy and postpartum. And for those who may not know, what exactly is a doula? Like, what does that job entitle? So a doula is a mental, physical, emotional, and even a spiritual support for the mother during pregnancy and during birth and postpartum. So the doula is just like that, that mom's go-to for questions and support, like whatever she needs during that journey, she's there to help that mom. And even the partner too, during, you know, the pregnancy and the birth experience. And as uh, far as the birth, the, uh, the doula is helping the mother, like giving her comfort measures, massages, or just talking her through, coaching her. Like I said, whatever that mother needs, the doula is there. Mm -hmm. What made you step into that role of wanting to be given birth? Uh, it really spiritually came. Um, and being a mom, but it spiritually, it spiritually came. I got the opportunity to be a doula, like getting a scholarship. And I said, why turn it down? You know, like God brought it to me. And like I said, I wanted to connect with mothers before I was a doula. I was doing like 
mother's wellness events in the community, like especially around Mother's Day, and I'm teaching moms how to take care of themselves, uh, especially during that postpartum, you know, period of her life. And I know, like, something that we definitely wanted to hop in today, uh, into today, based off of the Omni experience and, you know, all the information we were able to get out of you from there is the spiritual awakening. And so when it comes to spiritual awakening, what exactly does that mean to you? So spiritual awakening is getting in alignment or really realizing your true nature, which is, you know, universal God love. That's really what it is. And it's really awakening to a higher level of consciousness spiritually and getting out of your ego um, mode, I guess you can say, your ego mindset. Um, because in life, we pick up these habits, this way of thinking a lot from the outside world, and we get detached from our actual spirit and soul. How did you come into your journey? Um, so the anxiety experience really brought me into my journey. Um, so when I was dealing with anxiety, my mind was totally out of alignment, and I had never dealt with that before, and it was really scary. Uh, my thoughts were out of control. I was overthinking, thinking fearful things, and I was like in that fight or flight mode, and so my spirit started speaking to me through that state of, you know, fear, and like God was like, you're going to be okay. This is not who you are. There's a way out of this. And I started listening to my intuition. And like first, God was like, change your way of eating, work out. And um, that's when I became consciously aware that the mind, body, and spirit are connected. When I started eating better, my mind started to be better. You know, I was having less anxiety. And your gut health is your second brain. So eating more fresh fruits and vegetables. And like, we're a live body, so we need to put live, fresh foods into our body to nourish our mind and our body and elevate our spirit. Um, so that was one thing. And then after that, um, positive affirmations, changing the way I was thinking and really learning that I control my mind. My mind does not control me. And God was like, read books. So I started reading books to elevate my my consciousness, my mind, and my view of life and Gratitude was one of the uh, tools that was in a book that I read. It was called Embracing Uncertainty by Susan Jeffers. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful book. Um, it really brought me into my spiritual awakening. And she was like, be grateful, you know, and start listening to things you're grateful for. Because a lot of the times we get in this negative way of thinking and we're not realizing we're not present of all the blessings that are endless and so I literally, the whole day was being present and was just saying thank you for everything. Thank you that I'm alive. Thank you I can move. Thank you I can see. Thank you for my family. And really cherishing the moment. That gets you in tune with your spirit because God is omnipresent. God is here. God is now. And like really not taking anything for granted. I just, my soul lit up, just happy, crying tears of joy, feeling Open up, opening up my heart chakra, like that is the key. Like when you open up your heart, that is where God lives because God is love and really feeling the subtle vibration of what it feels to be alive. And then, then when you, you know, obviously I know what chakras are, but for those in the community who may not know, can you kind of break down what exactly chakras are? Mm -hmm. So chakras are our main energy centers in our body. That need to stay open and spinning for good health and well-being to flow through. Um, there are way more than seven, but there are seven chakras that govern the body. 
And so um, I'll go through them. Uh, there's the crown, the third eye, the throat, the heart, the solar plexus, the sacral, and the root chakra. And that is like a whole nother topic from a, for a different day because I can really go into what they mean. But like I said, they govern our mind, body, spirit, well-being. And when you really study the chakras and embody that energy, you begin to heal. And also you tap into your um, emotional well-being too. Okay. Now, kind of switching back over to spiritual awakening, would you say that, you know, along your journey to spiritual awakening, did it kind of help you get more in tune with like your divine feminine? Mm-hmm. Yes. So it was a journey. So healing is a journey. And so when I first awakened, my uh, ego also came up. A lot of my shadow started to come up, if that makes sense. Um, so when I had a spiritual awakening, not long after I had an ego death. Right. And so I started working through that and healing my masculine energy first, because a lot of my wounds was in my masculine energy. So I've been on this conscious healing journey for three years. And so I've done a lot of the healing of the masculine. Now my divine feminine, she's ready to come out and play and she's ready to, you know, be free because she feels safe. Like Mm -hmm. I wasn't feeling safe and, you know, my masculine. So I had to do a lot of clearing work. I had to tap into my solar plexus chakra, which is governing your self-esteem and different things like that. Um, So and governing, getting and tapping into my root chakra also, because when a woman doesn't feel safe and confident, that feminine energy is not going to flourish. So essentially, can you kind of break down for the audience how, you know, as humans, we support both masculine and feminine energy? Because, you know, I think there's a misconception in society that just because you're a woman, you can't necessarily have masculine energy or just because you're a man, you can't have that feminine energy. Can you kind of elaborate on that for us? Mm hmm. So we definitely have both masculine and feminine, and there is, you know, healthy masculine and healthy feminine, and also toxic masculine and toxic feminine or dark feminine energy. So you need both. Um, so just for me, for example, I use my healthy masculine energy is that take charge to get business done, to, you know, direct my life, you know, that, you know, logical thinking. And then I use my feminine energy to heal and nourish myself by, you know, play and resting or, you know, taking care of my body or even having self-awareness of my body and how I'm feeling, um, mind, body and spirit. So if you're not tapped into your feminine energy, even as a man, you're not um, knowing when to slow down and rest and nurture yourself, you're going to burn out. So if anyone, man or female, is always in that masculine energy, you're going to burn out because it's that do, 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 go, 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 charge, 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 take charge energy. And also you're in your mental, you know, you're in your mind. The feminine rests inside of her heart and she feels, like I said, the essence of life, the beauty of life, the the softness. It's, it's really healing. What do you do to step into that feminine side of yourself and what could other people do to do the same thing? Okay, so far as a woman, I'm going to break it down for a woman and a man. Um, but far as a woman, really just the self-awareness of what I need mentally, physically, um, spiritually and emotionally um, to help my feminine energy thrive, which is one, being in safe environments for me to be my authentic self, you know, as a woman. And then um, really tapping into things that I enjoy and beauty, surrounding myself in beauty. Uh, making myself look beautiful you know um, that's one thing that I've really been tapping into like exploring and changing up my look 
it's, mm-hmm. it's fun, you know, and, you know, that's what the feminine essence in life is beauty. So tapping into that, um, dancing has been really healing for me um, the past year, getting into my body. Like at first I work out and do yoga, but really tapping into that sensuality as a woman, you know, we're naturally sensual, but actually intentionally tapping into it. And when you do that, you become like less self-conscious of your body and really getting out of your head and getting into that flow state. And that's like a moving meditation and letting your energy just be free. Like women, we want to be that feminine energy just wants to be free to be her. And then uh, for men and women, um, for men to tap into their mass or their feminine energy is just taking care of themselves, you know, meditating, getting massages or even doing your, you know, facials, men, whatever you guys do. You guys can do that, too. Um, like just doing things to help you calm down and rest, doing things that you love and enjoy and play and um, surrounding yourself with good feminine energy around you to help you nurture yourself as a masculine man. So those are ways that you can tap in and get into that feminine energy. Yeah, I think nowadays we just stuck putting a label and it's everything when it comes to the masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. And we think that is just masculine, feminine, but it's really just our energies mm-hmm. and what we're, you know, compromised of. We all express both those masculine and feminine energies. Mm-hmm. Um, but for women, it's really important that we take the time to really know what we're capable of, capable of because we are the creators. Mm-hmm. We create life. And how would you say your spiritual journey affected, like, your motherhood? Mm. So motherhood journey spiritual within itself, um, it really just tapped me into spirit more because our wombs are the gateway to heaven. Our wombs bring spirit to life. So, like, when I was pregnant, I would tap in spiritually with my sons daily through meditation and journaling, and they would communicate back to me spiritually and I mean this might sound weird to other people who are not in this space but they will give me signs from the spirit realm you know I remember I wrote this in my book too I remember I was like how do you know if you're having a boy or girl I googled it and I was sitting I used to work at like a a daycare or after school program and as I was typing that I looked to the corner of the room and there was this big old punch bag and it said boy I said, wow. So I'm having a boy. I'm having a boy. So I'm having a boy. This is before I knew I I was having twins. So I said, okay. And then um, the day before I was going to get like the gender of my babies, I was at the park and I saw twin boys. And when I was driving that morning, there was light blue baby like baby blue cloud I said I'm having boys so she's like the, the nurse was like do you want to know what you're having I said sure she's like boys I said I I knew it like I knew it but and they communicated with me through numbers like their angel number is 101 and even now 101 and 115 and those resonate with me and I know what it means but like through meditation and awareness and communicating with them they were spiritually you know communicated back with me and I thought that was pretty cool so with that it's like awareness is one of the biggest factors within that whole situation and even being able to see signs like that because a lot of times like stuff will be right out in front of us but you know if we're not in tune with ourselves we won't necessarily see it so what advice would you have for someone that may not be as connected you know with their higher self or their deeper self I say meditation is really key and solitude because you're able to get in tune with yourself. 
And when you quiet down the noise in the mind, your spirit can, it gives your spirit the space to communicate with you. So daily meditation is key and trusting your intuition. A lot of times people don't trust the signs that they're getting or they're like, oh, I'm crazy. But no, it's, it's, if it feels good in your heart, that means your spirit is talking to you. I feel like really connecting to that heart space and also clearing a lot of um, old energy out too, because old energy and things can cloud, you know, spirit from coming through. So doing a lot of ego and shadow work. And for, so shadow work, you touched on that earlier. That was actually something I wanted to come back to. For those who may not be like familiar, like what shadow work for you? So for me, it's like the stuff that I put like behind me that I don't want to really necessarily face within myself. Mm-hmm. And I, or I feel some type of shame about it. And so for me, it's like letting, especially Reiki healing helped me to bring up a lot of my wounds and things that I was struggling with and showing love to them and accepting them and not looking at it, looking at it as something bad. It's something that, you know, it was meant to help me grow or whatever the case may be. Um, And also loving myself unconditionally. And we're all flawed. We all have things that you know, we necessarily don't like about ourselves and shedding a light on that and loving it and not becoming a prisoner to it in my mind. Mm. Yeah, some of us get stuck on that. We have these voices that mm-hmm. we hear in our head and we have the ones that doesn't really serve us, the mm-hmm. ones that are come from the outside noise around us. And then we got the person that we truly are and spirit guiding us. How do you decipher between those two when you were going through that spiritual awakening? I'm going to go back to meditation again. So we have a spirit mind and an ego mind. And I think um, expanding consciousness, we're at this state of like people are really waking up, but they still get even getting caught up even in the positive thoughts. Mm. And spiritually, we're aware of the good thoughts and the bad thoughts. And so spirit mind is just present with it all without judging it and not getting caught up in that flow of thoughts. So it's next level um, because I, I'm naturally like an optimistic, happy-going person. And I can get excited even in my good thoughts and get carried away. And mm-hmm. so I try to just be as present as possible mm-hmm. so I don't get caught up in the, the thought flow. You just live in each moment as it is. Mm-hmm. And even if my, my mind does get to going, I don't take it personally. I'm like, oh, that's just my mind. She's just, you know, going and doing her thing. But... Um, I did have like a moment where I had like a little ego death. So the thing is about your spiritual awakening, it's levels like you awaken and you go through things and you rest more and spirit more, if that makes sense. And so like I had I hadn't had a moment when my mind was like going crazy for a while. But it's like I'm also in a purging state and like the divine is like you have to release all these old things to go. So, like, my mind was just not agreeing with it. Mm-hmm. And so I let it act out. I let it go crazy. And I also let the emotions that came up with it because, you know, I am human, too. And I think that's something that we have to remember. Even as we are on this spiritual journey, we have the duality of being a human. And it's okay to feel things. It's okay to feel off. It's okay to have bad days. But the key to spiritually, like, I guess, ascending past it is not attaching yourself to anything the good or the bad because that's what life we're going to have good and we're going to have bad we're going to have good thoughts we're going to have bad thoughts but it's all an experience 
So, um, like, for you personally, like, what exactly does ego death look like? Because I know, like, some people are under the perception that, you know, our ego, like, is a bad thing. It's a negative thing. And, you know, some people feel like, you know, our, our ego is something that we need to eliminate, you know, rather than kind of build on. So what's your whole perspective on that? So there's a healthy ego, and then there's, I guess, a toxic ego. It's a duality in everything, and you need, you know, some type of ego so people don't run over you or, you know, whatever. So you need a little bit of an ego. But for me, like, I guess the ego death was really something that, like, releasing something that doesn't serve me, you know, ego-wise. And um, just, like, an old way of thinking, an old way of being, if that makes sense. So it wasn't a complete and utter, like, death of the actual ego, like, your ego still with you. Yeah, it, the toxic part died, and it's like I said, and it still comes up, it's like, you just have that awareness of it, and I shed love and, you know, love and acceptance to that part, uh, or those parts of myself. And uh, with you being, like, an energy worker, um, and you help people release those, you know, emotions and those trapped feelings, what are some ways that people can actively start releasing those from themselves and releasing that part of their ego so they can step into that higher version of themselves? Mm. Repeat the question one more time so I can really nope. marinate it. Yep. How can people take the steps to start releasing any of those like emotional, emotional baggage, triggers, and just that toxic ego that they have in order to move forward to their highest self? Okay, so as far as with Reiki goes, it helps to naturally bring those things up to the surface. And then you really let your spirit guide you on how you need to release it in the best way possible, whether it be journaling, whether it be crying, whether it be going to therapy. It really is, you know, whatever the person, whatever's best for that person. Mm -hmm. But for me, like when I was going through my own personal ego death, releasing all these things, I let things come up to the surface and I spent a lot of time by myself, you know, at first and also tapping in with your spirit guides like they help you too. Um, my angels like they were definitely with me during that hard time to help me release and let things go. And they guided me to things that would help me during that time in my life. And it was not as painful as I thought it would be, you know, and then when I finally got to that place, like, OK, I want to talk to somebody about it. I spent a lot of time by myself, but then I had a safe place to help me, you know, release and process those things that I was, you know, carrying and going through. And I, I know a lot of people, you know, and I was one of those people myself, have trouble with being alone. How did you even get yourself into the space where that felt comfortable for you, naturally? So I never really struggle with it, honestly. Um, I'm a very sensitive soul, and I pick up on other people's energy. And so I love just being by myself to just get myself together, whether it's just sitting in nature or reading a book or whatever. Like, it was just something that was something natural. But for people who struggle with it, you know, just take your time. And I feel like a people who do struggle with this, not everyone, but some people just, like, have a lot of things that they don't want to deal with. And they just, you know, fill their lives up to not deal with themselves. So I feel like journaling and processing your feelings and different things when you do have that alone time and showing yourself love will get you more, showing yourself more unconditional love will get yourself more comfortable with being with yourself. Okay.
Now, within like your your spiritual awakening, you know, did you feel like that was a time period where you kind of found your your purpose, your passions, or did you kind of already have all that prior to it? Most definitely the spiritual awakening awakened me to my gifts and talents. Like I always knew that I wanted to help people, but like just before then, before I had my spiritual awakening, I really didn't necessarily know how. Like I went to school for social work. I actually got a degree in social work, but it just wasn't fulfilling to my soul. And when I had my awakening, like it made me realize all the things I do love and all the things that I like and I'm passionate about. And one, um, I'm great at speaking and speaking life into others. So like when I went through that awakening, I'm like, I don't want no one to suffer with anxiety. I don't want people to live this way. So I'm just going to share my story. I'm recording videos on YouTube on my phone. And people started telling me, like, this is helping me. I'm like, wow. Okay, so let me keep going. And then I got into meditation. And that was like, at that time, I was 22. And nobody I knew was meditating. Like, it was so foreign. And like, how I even came about, I say my angels guide, they, um, they sent this email to me. I was in college at the time. I was going to IEPY and it was about a free meditation class. And like my spirit was like, go check it out. And then I went and literally it was just me and the meditation teacher, like out of everybody on the college campus, it was just me and this man. And when I meditated for the first time, when I tell you, I cried, it was so peaceful and so beautiful I felt at home like I felt at home with God and I said this is what I've been looking for my whole entire life I think I'm going to cry now (laughs) my whole entire life it was so beautiful and so next God was like okay now bring this to the community and I started doing uh, meditation circles Um, I used to do at this place called Whole Holistic Soul and Broadbull and I would also um, have topics like of like letting go of fear and self-love or whatever my spirit wanted me to talk about and I literally my passion is really just being myself and thriving and shedding my light like it's just me being myself and all that I know and I got more in tune and learning knowledge about holistic wisdom and how to take care of the mind body and spirit and I just love it like I get excited about it so the awakening you know um, brought the healing of myself I learned how to heal myself and then I feel I found out that that's my gift. That's my passion. And that's what I need to do. And um, it just keeps increasing. Like, uh, as I go along in my journey, God keeps bringing me more things like read this, study this, get certified in this. And it's all going to help you um, better develop yourself. And also it's going to help you give more to the community. Yeah. And I, I definitely resonate with that from the sense of, you know, like for me, I felt like on my journey of spiritual awakening, that's when I got more in tune with God. You know, mm-hmm. I felt like prior to that, I was disconnected. You know, I was at a point where I was questioning God mm-hmm. due to the fact of like religion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was raised, you know, in a Baptist family, all this and that. So, you know, very like Bible Belt. And within that, it's like they're, they're, it's more like fear. It's, it's like, you know, we're, we're taught to, to fear hell. We're taught to fear God. We're taught to, you know, all that. And it, it never really like made sense to me. And then once I started, you know, dabbling into my own spiritual awakening, you know, that's when I started, you know, getting these these messages, you know, mm-hmm. or I started having certain things, omens happen to me mm-hmm. that would indicate that 
there's something outside of myself that is doing this. Mm -hmm. And God, like, I asked God to show itself to me, and that was his way of presenting himself. But, you know, prior to that, you know, it was like religion kind of had me disconnected for that. Mm -hmm. So what is your output on like you know i know i think they're all interconnected you know but with spirit spirituality versus religion like what's your perspective on that so one thing i just want to say because it's coming through my spirit um god is a relationship that you have within yourself it's a unique experience and we all have that access and connection um, religion is beautiful. I don't think there's no right religion or no wrong religion. It's like, the thing is, it's bringing it all back to love. And if you keep the love, even if you're practicing religion, then I don't see nothing wrong with it. You know, some people prefer to do it a non-traditional way. Um, I grew up seeing two different religions. Um, my mom's side of the family is like strict Christian. And my mom, she was the first one to break out of like the straight, the strict Christianity. And then when I was younger, my dad was in the nation of Islam, and I was able to see, you know, the similarities between the two religions. But when I was younger, I was like, okay, but this still, this still doesn't really show me who God is. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was like 13 having this conversation. I'm like, but God, who are you? Because, <laughs> like, what's going on? Because this, the religions are teaching separation. Right. And that's what I was so confused about. And so going back to what I said, God is a relationship, you know, you have within your, it's a, it's a unique relationship that you have with God through yourself. And it's a level of consciousness and awareness. And so like, even Jesus, it's Christ consciousness is sharing love and peace and oneness and well-being. That's what he's about. And, you know, the Buddha and all of these you know, beautiful spiritual conscious leaders are all just trying to lead us back home to love and wholeness and well-being within. Now, one one last thing, and then I'll, I'll, I'll kind of switch the topic on religion versus yeah. spirituality and all that. But, you know, I think within religion, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, they're taught and told that, you know, are devilish if, mm -hmm. you know, if you're doing on the spirituality side, such mm -hmm. as meditation such as yoga and stuff like that. What is your whole outlook on that? Um, I just feel like it's just a judgment coming from that end. And I feel like if we take the judgment out, like then you're really in, you're really in tune with your spiritual nature, whether it's religion or whatever spiritual practices. But like even in the Bible, they say to meditate. So I don't see how, you know, that could be devilish. I feel like people judge without even knowing and doing their research. So I feel like if people judge less and research a little bit more, they'll find and see that yoga and meditation are ways to actually increase your well-being and get you closer to God because you're, you know, getting in tune with yourself. You're clearing out the clutter in your mind. You're being aware of your body. You know, God gave us this body. It's a God body to take care of it. So I feel like if people really just become more knowledgeable and get out of their ego, that's the toxic ego. Yep. And really, you know, people think that, you know, they're so different, but we're all the same. You know, other people, you know, have their things that they do that I can think is weird, but I try not to judge it, you know. Mm -hmm. yep. So that kind of leads us into our a new segment of Unapologetically Mindful that we have. And it's Let's Get Unapologetically Mindful. And it pretty much consists of us just asking you, you know, 
quick one word or one sentence uh, questions and, you know, just kind of take it from there. So our first question is, what is the most profound moment of your spiritual journey? I know that's a tough one. <laughs> hmm. And feel free to toss out multiple out there, too. That's cool. Man, I guess realizing that God is love and God is in the present moment and there's no separation from God, like really realizing everything comes from that source. Like, like that's a big awakening. It's like opening up, you know, when you open up your third eye, you see life differently. You don't see life as just this, you know, plain life, but you see the magic and the beauty and the magnificent energy of life and you see God within everyone and everything and every moment. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Question number two, what is the best advice you've gotten throughout your spiritual journey? Stay present and um, not really be inside my head, like really live inside my heart. Um, I have a beautiful favorite, I won't say favorite, but one of my favorite spiritual teachers, his name is Moji, and he's he's just really brought me so far in my spiritual journey and really like dropping my identity and dropping, you know, all these things in my mind and realizing that none of this stuff is necessarily necessary. You, you don't have to use your mind all the time. Use it when you need it, but turn it off and really be present. And you said his name is Moji. Moji, and yes. Who is that? He's just a spiritual teacher that came across my path a few years ago um, on YouTube. I started meditating to him, and he has beautiful, like, they're called sat songs. It's kind of like a sermon, and I just started listening to them, and he just really expanded my consciousness. I feel like you have to really be spiritually ready because it's like once you start listening to him, You'll never see life the same. And it's, he's just such a pure vibration, a pure energy. And it's just magnificent. Like you feel the presence of God, like, like just surrounding his whole energy. Even when he speaks, it's like God is just speaking through him. Okay. Most definitely going to have to check him out. Yeah. And then uh, question number three, one word that would describe you. Just one word. here, And why, of course. Mm, that's hard. Just one word. Mm -hmm. Just one word. Oh, I guess the first word that came up to me is magnetic. But like my energy is just vibrant and it pulls people in. And yeah, it's definitely elevated for sure. So like that energy, people just are drawn to the magnetism of, you know, my essence. I love that. That's honestly, you know, one that I definitely would not have thought of. But, like, yeah, that's it, unique. Yeah, it just that's came through. Unique. So, I saw, I guess I'll say that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> second that her energy is magnetic. Yeah. Thank you. Very strong. All right. And then to wrap it up, what is one last piece of advice that you want to leave for the audience today? Can I meditate on just for a second? this is kind of challenging i'm trying to say the right piece of advice but i guess just fitting the theme is just to be present and trust life that's my biggest advice like don't try to control life like honestly you're not really in control of anything 
you can be intentional and take steps, you know, day, day to day to live the best that you can. But overall, like God, the divine controls everything and take that stress off of your shoulders, trying to think you're in control of everything. Okay. We love that. Well, we definitely want to thank you for hopping on the show today. Um, for everybody out there, I highly recommend you check Lady out for some energy work, some sound bowl healing, whatever the case may be. I've personally gotten um, Reiki done by her, and it was such a sensational feeling. Like, I mean, I felt like I was in this space where, you know, I wasn't asleep, but I wasn't awake. It was just that middle ground place, and I could feel, like, different movements, you know, hot and cold. There was a bunch of different things going on with my body, but I, I vividly remember, like, waking up and getting up, and I was just, like, I literally couldn't even sit up, you know. That's how, like, flushed I felt, and it just, it was it was a very euphoric feeling, and, you know, I definitely think that we were able to get to the bottom of things, and, even some of the things that you were able to pull out for me, like it was highly beneficial with me continuing on with on, uh, you know, within like my day to day healing journey. And then, you know, we just had her, uh, you know, do a sound bath for us. And that was very much of the same. And I got a complete and other like it, I've never like I've gotten sound baths before. I listen to sound baths all the time and I had never had an experience like that. So, you know, that's a testament that, you know, Lavia really is the truth at what she's doing, you know, and, you know, I see myself as a powerful healer, but like her energy is unmatched. So Lavia, I definitely want to give you the opportunity to kind of, you know, drop some social media handles and stuff like that. And also kind of, you know, cover what was the title of your book and all that again. Thank you so much for that confirmation. It's good to hear that. You know, I know I'm in alignment, but I'm grateful that, you know, the Reiki and the sound bath really has impact, you know, impacted you both in a positive way. But uh, you all can reach me on Instagram at The Wealth of Health, LLC. I have a Facebook and YouTube, but I don't use it that much. So the best place to connect with me is um, on Instagram. And um, the Holistic Mom book is available on Amazon for you to purchase. Um, that book is it, about motherhood, but it's really spiritual. It really um, gets you in like a, basically a clear perspective of like my spiritual practice and how I view life and everything. And so I really think it would be beneficial, especially for new moms, but even seasoned moms, like, you, you know, you might have another child. So check the book out. And I just wanted to kind of go backwards a little bit to talk a little bit more about Reiki really quickly and what that is. Um, so Reiki is origin is from Japan and it is energy healing and Reiki, Reiki is broken up to two syllables. Rei stands for universal love, God, divine, and Ki stands for energy. So in that session, it's nothing weird or spooky. It's just higher energy being channeled through, passing through me, and I give it to, you know, the client. And it's just the energy that you need. It's really um, amazing what comes up in the sessions, but it's specifically for you and it goes to wherever you need in your mind and your body and your spirit. And it's a subtle way to help you actually come into a spiritual awakening because um, in that session, you are in a quiet space, you are slowed down and 
you actually have that time to listen to that voice within and listen to what it's telling you, listen to what you need to let go or what you need to heal or the things that you're doing great at too. So it's really that time to connect with yourself spiritually. Like I said, y'all, euphoric. Euphoric is the word that I would use to describe <laughs> all the experiences you get with her. Um, but I want to thank you again for, you know, coming on today. And, you know, like I said, everybody, make sure that you hit her up. Go get you some energy healing. Mm -hmm. Make sure you grab the book today. Other than that, it's a wrap. We'll see you next time. See you, see you guys.